0: Figured out a way to be invisible. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is going up with the it
1: Feel like I should have been hiding off camera so I could mimic like, that same pose from the poster. <laughs> really should start doing that. Poor planning on my part. Anyways, welcome to Satanists on Cinema. We're your hosts, Satanist Cameron John and Reverend Campbell. Today, we're going to give you our spoiler full, because spoilers are fun, and fuck anybody that's watching this doesn't expect it, (laughs) Um, and review, of course, (laughs) on The Invisible Man, Um, the story that teaches us that groundbreaking experiments and breakthroughs in science and technology always end in disaster, well, except for Tang. That is fucking awesome.
0: I'm sipping on it now.
1: Fucking a! I am sipping on nothing because I forgot.
0: <laughs> I'm actually not sipping on thing. Um, I don't know why I put
1: my cup back. I didn't even bring one. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for this. I oh yeah. I really like this. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm probably going to go see it again within the next week. I would imagine.
0: I was Most, so... mostly
1: because my wife walked out halfway through because she had to poop.
0: Oh no! But I didn't
1: say that because that would be embarrassing if I was talking about her. That would be
0: (laughs) on camera.
1: Yeah. Good thing she doesn't watch this, I think.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, first of all, thank you everyone watching this live. And if you're watching it after the fact, this is a spoiler review. It's in the title. It's in the description. All capital letters. If you want to go into this film, which I do highly recommend, not knowing anything... I suggest you turn this video off and go about your life. <laughs> Hi, Dallas. Rot gut. How's it going? He likes your Freddy Krueger sweater.
1: Oh, thanks. It's <laughs> fucking cold and snowing. It is. It's really bad right now. I don't understand what the hell's going on. It's because I forgot my hoodie over at Fester's last night.
0: Oh, really? Yep.
1: That's why it's snowing.
0: We were over at the Adams Family last night. We were. Um, Uncle Fester was there. So, uh, Dallas, this is... Uh, well, let me let me set this up really quick. Um, this is a contemporary remake of the mm. H.G. Wells classic, The Invisible Man. It was originally released as a serialized uh, narrative in Pearson's Weekly in 1897, and shortly that same year, it was released as a uh, its own novel. Uh, from that serialization, this again is a reimagining. It does it mm-hmm. in a number of ways. But before we get into that, I want to give credit here because it was written and directed. By Le Whannell, I don't know. Um,
1: if I'm... You want? Don't you mean Lee Whannell? I think that's what he meant, people. Yes, Lee uh, Whannell, the fabulous Lee Whannell, who I definitely know
0: his name. Fuck yeah, you do, <laughs> Lee Whannell, who you may know from a little, uh, you know, project called Saw. Um, he also was instrumental to all of the Insidious episode, uh, films. Um, and then, of course, Upgrade, which, if you haven't seen it, um, like me... You're yeah. forgetting
1: one of the most important.
0: Oh, whoa.
1: Uh, fucking Dead Silence.
0: Okay, I haven't seen that either. What? I really haven't. You've,
1: okay, so we should probably do one of those, because okay. it sucks, but I love it.
0: <laughs> Is it worse than, no, <laughs> than Veloci-Priest? No, 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 no,
1: it's Okay, so it's, <laughs> it's kind of one of those movies that... Uh, basically the studio shit all over it um mm-hmm. in post and it kind of shows but you see where they're uh the the shooting style uh that was going to become insidious so oh, really? uh, just if for nothing else for that reason it's worth watching
0: okay
1: but yeah. no it is definitely no velocipaster
0: um I, yeah jeez. So I wanted to bring that up, even though I didn't know how to pronounce his name because I'm an idiot, because I'm blown away by this (laughs) writer. And to understand that he also directed this and to have it be so incredible. um, I mean, this guy is someone that we've got to start paying attention to and maybe learning how to say his name before you get on the show to talk about him. I
1: mean, that's a possibility. (laughs) It's okay. He's an Aussie, so it's whatever. Oh, then
0: I said it right. He's saying it wrong. Yeah, he's saying it wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, so what's different about this um, from any other version of an invisible man type of story is that rather than focusing on the invisible man as the the central character, it's focusing on what can be argued is his victim. Um, oh, absolutely. And so do you want to give a brief rundown of what this story is about?
1: Um, so basically, uh, it starts with a very abusive relationship and a woman that's trying to finally get out of it. Mm-hmm. And the threat of, well, if you leave me, I'm going to find you. And I'm going to walk right up to you and you're never going to see me. And I'm going to torture you. And that's, that's the gist of it.
0: That's <laughs> an hour and he, a half. And he does. The, <laughs> he fucking does. Um, I, I do want to quickly say that throughout this whole film, probably to my wife's dismay, I was whispering in her ear what was going to happen before it happened. Because I felt like they led... I mean, if if you've watched horror movies and stuff, you should have known everything that was going to happen in this film before it happened. But Mm -hmm. I didn't mind that I knew. It's just I knew. And so I I was Mm -hmm. like ruining it for her because I was like, oh, oh, okay, well, hey, this is actually him. You know, the whole (laughs) time. Or this is what's really going on. Or, oh, he's going to be doing this. Or she's going to do this at the end. Mm -hmm. And then it all played out. And, of course, but, you know, so I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't give the writer so much credit because he kind of led – the audience before the action happened. Mm-hmm. That being said, I really did truly enjoy this a lot. So this this was supposed to be a part of uh, Universal's dark universe that mm-hmm. they were trying to build out, that as soon as Tom Cruise came along with The Mummy, completely cancelled all I, plans.
1: God, I don't know why they did that.
0: Like, just looking at it, you know it's not going to be good. It's so frustrating um. because they in my humble opinion, uh, there are no greater monsters than the Universal Monsters. No,
1: there's a reason why they've been around I since the beginning so of cinema.
0: desperately much. Yeah. Um, so goddamn much. And and that's why I continue watching the films, even though they're not good usually. Um, but this. Uh, holy... I mean, they still hold up. Oh, no, no. no. The originals, I absolutely yeah. adore. Are, oh, you mean they continue? I just mean the remakes of the originals that yeah, we've yeah, seen you, ad so. nauseum. There's mm-hmm. very few, unless they completely reimagine them. Like, for mm-hmm. example, uh, Wolf with Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great, uh but it wasn't really Wolfman. You know, yeah. this is the Invisible Man. is great, not really the Invisible Man we know. So again, um no death. Yeah, it turned the head on the entire story, focusing on the girlfriend. So, the the setup is Oliver Jackson Cohen, who uh, is the invisible man, as it were. He, the actor, he plays the, act, um, the character Adrian Griffin, who is uh, uh, a scientist who has discovered how to create a suit that makes him invisible. No one knows anything about this. They don't ever men- mention it at all until, like, halfway through the film. The film mm-hmm. actually opens with Elizabeth Moss, who plays Cecilia Cass, who is escaping his uh well this relationship that she's in she's escaping from adrian griffin um and you realize that this guy is immensely wealthy and successful uh seems to be able to do everything uh, on his own terms meaning he has his own little science uh, department in his basement of this mm-hmm. gigantic cliffside yeah, mansion yeah <laughs> which was awesome yeah. but you wake this the film opens with pure suspense and it mm. sets the tone of the entire film where it's her trying to escape in the middle of the night. And it, it, it it's brilliant <laughs> up until the point where she's trying to leave and the dog comes up with That's, this proximity yeah. collar on. And immediately I'm just like, oh, no, <laughs> this dog is going to die. Like, something's going to happen God,
1: fight. that was the hardest part of that entire fucking movie was waiting for somebody to kick the dog. Yeah. luckily it never happens but every time he gets on screen it's just like oh god are they gonna do something yeah, to him please don't yeah. do something to him i have to say
0: the dog makes it out without a scratch dog like, is and fine awesome. so and happy everyone be- <laughs> calm down it was fantastic uh the dog is great um mm-hmm. okay so she she's escaping and she's gonna be you know she's called her sister to come get her her sister is played by uh harriet dreyer who is uh the character emily cast who is great in this film yeah
1: um, fucking fantastic
0: Cecilia never tells uh, Emily why she needs to escape. She just says, Mm -hmm. you need to be here and pick me up in the middle of the night like three in the morning, right here, right now. And so you have this really uh, uh, suspense-filled experiment of her drugging her boyfriend's drink Uh, As he's sleeping, so if he wakes up to get a drink, you know, it's going to pass him out. Um, She's uh, sneaking, trying to be as quiet as possible, gathering her things and getting everything together. She's already set up this, you know, thinking it through in her mind and setting Mm -hmm. things in motion as much as she can. But again, she's in a gaslighting, physically abusive and completely controlling relationship that we find out later in the film. Um, And she's terrified, like absolutely Mm -hmm. a prisoner in all respects. Um, absolutely he was actually trying to get her pregnant and she didn't want to get pregnant because she didn't want to bring a child into that toxic environment and what was so great about this is it's not a film about a scientist who creates a breakthrough which you know what we usually see and then the Mm -hmm. government comes in and tries to get him to to use it no this is a scientist who made a breakthrough and is not afraid to use it to terrorize anyone Mm -hmm. in order to have his way not for the betterment of mankind, or science, or whatever, just because he's a fucking dick.
1: I mean, let's be fair. If I had one of those suits, I'd probably do the same fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, minus the whole rape thing, I probably wouldn't <laughs> rape anybody. Oh, dude. Probably. Dude. But i totally fucking haunt people. Oh, man.
0: I would, too. But for <laughs> the sake of the argument, <laughs> he's a dick. Oh, yeah, no, he's um, a dick. Definitely a dick. I, l- I really liked how this turned out, because looking at it from a survivor aspect it immediately puts it in this wonderful suspense film this Mm -hmm. thriller environment he's gaslighting her the whole time so she feels like she's going crazy because he's setting it up to look like she's fucking crazy to everyone Mm -hmm. around her um as soon as her sister rescues her um that evening uh takes her to a childhood friend's house of uh, james lanier and his daughter sydney lanier I, i think it was his daughter right yeah. Okay. So anyway, they were childhood friends. Uh James is played by Aldous Hodge, who is like the most attractive man I've seen in a film for a long time. He's got triceps for fucking days, this guy. What the fuck? <laughs> um, and a cute little daughter played by uh Stormy Reed. But it that <laughs> that um dynamic sets up this really wonderful family mm-hmm. support uh atmosphere where he is going above and beyond letting uh, kiss Cecilia stay at his place while, uh, she believes that her abusive boyfriend is still hunting her down. Mm-hmm. And, um, so she's trying to live secretly, but it, it's making her agoraphobic. She doesn't want to go outside because she's mm-hmm. terrified that he is going to be out there. Um, and so, uh, she finally gets news one day where Emily comes to visit her and after a little bit of abusive back and forth from Cecilia saying, how could you do this? You led him to me. Cause he's watching you. He's going to find me. She says, look, He's dead. Yeah. Uh, Adrian died. He killed himself the night that you left. And there's supposedly news about this. The only person that has any proof of it is Adrian's brother, uh, Tom, who is played by Michael Dorman, who I thought Mm -hmm. did great. Oh, absolutely. Um, And then, which was weird, right? Like, no news proof. Or anything, it was just assumed that we should believe that he died, even though this is set up as a thriller and the invisible man. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should have led with a little more information than that,
1: yeah. I mean, just a, a really shitty photo of him with his wrist slit in the middle of the floor. and mm-hmm. I mean come on
0: and and that wasn't even until after the will was transpired oh, yeah, and she true. went that's back true. to like press that he wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it was ridiculous. And because they didn't provide that evidence, it sets up everything that we already know is going to happen as a viewer, but it takes away the suspense that we should have had. Of, I, I feel like we just reviewed The Turning a little while ago. Mm-hmm. That had a psychological element where you didn't know if she was insane or if it was actually happening and making her insane. Mm-hmm. They could have played that exact same thing up in this by providing a little bit more proof up front that he was dead. Yeah. And, and I think that would have led the... A viewer into a more uh, deep, believable situation than just like, okay, we we know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And Either way, I still think it did a fantastic job, but I don't... Do you think oh, yeah. that would have been lost screen time? Do you think uh, that they should have been bothered with that?
1: No, not really. I mean, it set up everything that we needed. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, it makes us question, you know, fuck, is he really dead? I mean, we all know he's not, but yeah. makes you kind of think about it, but I, I think... You know, if there was an extended cut, they did more proof of it. I don't necessarily think it would add much to the movie.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Um the camera work. Can we talk about that really quick?
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Brilliant. That Absol-
1: cinematographer is just amazing.
0: I mean, it's just it's like old school filmmaking. And mm-hmm. and this is why we loved old school films before everything was a jump scare and everything even though there's a couple in this, but everything you know, sometimes you just want to sit in a scene mm-hmm. and stare at it like, is there something? Am I not seeing what's something that's supposed to be there? Like, oh, yeah. And it forces you to use your imagination like the actress in the role she's playing is using her imagination. Oh, yeah. And so you're seeing yeah. exactly the same thing, which is nothing. But you're imagining something is actually there.
1: <laughs> well, and this is one of those movies, too, where it does. Of course, it forces you to kind of look around and see mm-hmm. if you can find anything else in the um, the scene. And usually that kind of takes me out of a movie, but with this kind of movie, it it, it pulled me in more. So, you know, yeah. you're kind of looking over here, you're looking at the fucking dress, you're looking at the brush. It's like, okay, what's well, going to move? Something's going to fucking move. And then nothing moves. <laughs> and it's like, shit. Okay, well, next scene. <laughs> it's so
0: great. I just love it and so much. I've
1: just, it was, and it was nice too to see all those dolly shots, like especially in the house. Because mm-hmm. um, like knowing where this shit was shot, like that's, those are all sets. Those aren't homes. So it's like, an entire home but it all breaks away type of thing yeah uh, so it's it was nice to see those shots especially you know when it pans back and she's in the um the living room and it starts whipping around and shit i was just like god damn it that dude's got a <laughs> huge set of fucking balls to do that kind of shot
0: yeah Ugh, it was so incredibly well done the whole mm-hmm. film um i thought everyone in it uh they were just spot on and especially Mm -hmm. i we got to give a little bit of love to elizabeth moss i mean everyone knows she's a great actress already but for an actress as well known as she is to be able to sort of lose herself in a role and the emotion that she can put out in a scene and the believability that we have um, for her character. There's a there's a scene in this where she's been completely terrorized for a long time and she's mm-hmm. at her wit's end. She's sitting in her room. She just spread out coffee grounds on the floor um, so that she could see him if he came walking toward her. Mm-hmm. And she's just staring at an open doorway. Nothing's there. And she's going, why me? There's nothing left. You've taken everything from me. Why are you terrorizing me? Which is the time I leaned over to my wife. I'm like, I bet she's... <laughs> Drag, you know and yeah, my wife yeah. was like what oh it's <laughs> like i mean why else would he be terrorizing her why else would he be following her why wouldn't he just cut her loose you know mm-hmm. and then of course they try to make this excuse well no he's following her because she is the only one that rejected him ever and i was mm-hmm. like oh what?
1: yeah i always that was a you could tell that was bullshit what expected was saying <laughs> so that fucking dumb
0: yeah so dumb But anyway, that scene while she was sitting there, so there's nothing left. I've got nothing. You know, Mm -hmm. you've taken everything from me. Why me? I I was just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. fuck, leave this bitch alone. Like, she has gone through (laughs) so much shit, you dick. Like, I just want to go in there and beat his ass. (laughs) And at what point do you wear an invisibility suit? You become like Bruce Lee. This guy's fucking people up, like, busting their noses in their heads and shit. Yeah, he well, I mean, fuck,
1: he's a scientist that works from home. I'm sure he's got a gym and that was I mean, he's clearly a fucking narcissist, so yeah. I'm sure he works on himself plenty.
0: Yeah.
1: So that, uh, that I just wish they would have led
0: with mind. a little of that, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. if I think of an obsessive scientist that is only concerned about research and breaking through, you know, groundbreaking um experiments, he doesn't have time to spend four hours in the gym a day. One he's word. Obsessed, yeah. Batman. All right, well. That's why I bought it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is the bad Batman. Yes. <laughs> the invisible man. Hey, Antoine, thanks for joining us. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen this and you don't want to be surprised, don't hang out. Um, okay, so it, it took $7 million to make this film. Mm-hmm. Just this opening weekend, it's made $30 million back.
1: Yeah, this none of that's surprising.
0: Blows the entire dark universe that Universal mm-hmm. was trying to set up away. It is by far the best fucking film that they've put out with the Universal monsters in a while. it 7.6 out of 10 stars from IMDb. It's 90% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with an 89% audience score. It's got a cinema score of B+, which tells me that going into these future weeks, it's just going to keep making more money. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. More. So let's talk about the end. <laughs> do you want to, oh do you want to go into it? God, that was perfect. Um,
1: uh, so, well, uh, what gender we talked about when she finally pops the fucking suit or when she kills him? Let's, uh, I guess we should start with the suit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So everything leads up to her getting incarcerated, uh, for murdering her sister when it wasn't her, it was the invisible man. Um, she ends up getting out of the psychiatric facility that she's in she finds out that he's going after um damn, what was her name uh uh sydney there we go i don't know how the fuck i forgot her name i literally just got out of the movie <laughs> uh, yeah so she finds out that he's going to be going after her to harm her because of course you know what the hell else is he going to do but harm the people around her mm-hmm. um and then you know the penultimate moment happens and she pulls out a gun pops the fucker four times in the chest drops and then gasps shock and awe it's the brother in the suit the it's,
0: lawyer uh, the whole time yep yeah. yeah.
1: but was it the whole time
0: no no mm. not the whole time no but that's what they, no, I, we were I, I, led I to believe that it yeah. was uh, okay. up until she decides to confront him you want to talk about that
1: yeah and then she's the only one that knows that it wasn't him the whole time <laughs> everybody's like no no it's cool it's cool it really was let's just let's fucking call it done so then it ends like after that uh that she's wearing a wire to try to make him make a confession and then she well okay fuck forgot about the part where she goes back to the house hides the suit Okay, okay so just did that well she loses her shit because he won't admit anything he's you know he seems pretty convincing but we all know he's full of shit that you know he wasn't kidnapped by his brother and locked mm-hmm. in the basement um so he's sitting there he's pissed presumably he found the wire in her purse or something he's just you just got a shot of his face he's just fucking raging mm-hmm. uh he's barely holding it, it together oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> then starts to pan out a little bit has a knife in his hand slits his throat drops And then, lo and behold, she comes out of the bathroom like, oh no, what happened? Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Better call 911. And then she's calling, she's crying, and pans out a little bit, gets out of the view of the camera, the security camera, and then just, like, oh, thank God, it's done.
0: (laughs) So she's walking out of the house as uh, her childhood friend, who's a cop, um, uh, James, is coming in, and he's like, "Uh, what happened? What did you do? And she's like, he killed himself. He killed himself. You know, he, he knows that there's an Invisible Man outfit. She, he looks down in her bag and he sees it in her bag, the spare one that she was going to use oh, as evidence to keep Not him.
1: only that, like the cameras are turning off. Right. Like he's right. looking at it and watching the cameras turn off.
0: So he knows that she killed him. She knows he knows. But she's just trying to, you know, play this off and say, look, he deserved to die. Whether you believe this, that he was the invisible man the whole time or his brother doesn't matter because everything he did to me before that point, he tortured me and this is all subtext he deserved to die and James relented and just uh, said yeah, I heard him kill himself and she walks off screen and that's kind of the end where you see the dog going with her and everyone's like oh yes, the dog's okay ah, (laughs) because you didn't know whether the invisible man fucked his dog up or not Um, but Making this a survivor story um, for what is, I'm assuming, ultimately going to be the Invisible Woman, uh, I think I've heard this argument from uh, other reviewers of this film who have suffered um, a physical abuse and Mm -hmm. um, controlling uh, abuse in a toxic relationship like she has been in in this film. Um, The idea of revenge is justified, but Mm -hmm. she turns into the monster um, she turns in no. to the creature at the end.
1: If so, anybody's been in an abusive relationship like that, that's, that's what you do. It's called surviving.
0: But she did... This is where my, I, would, I would make the argument. She didn't come out of that, in my in my reading of it, mm-hmm. where she was finally free and free to be herself. She mm-hmm. left with the power in her hand to do something bigger. And you mentioned mm-hmm. Batman... I honestly think she's going to turn this weird vigilante in The Invisible Woman mm-hmm. um, because of the terror that she had suffered, the psychological abuse that she suffered throughout this whole film. And it was intense. Yeah. And definitely. we watched her suffer through it. And so for her to finally have this moment of catharsis where it's just like, I'm free, now I can live my life, that's not how it ended to me. Is that how mm-hmm. you saw it?
1: Um,. Uh, not so much ending as, you know, the metamorphosis of abuse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like finally getting past your captor and your abuser and all that stuff. And finding the new you. That's how I saw it.
0: Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how this... Because they have to make a sequel. They have oh, yeah. To, they made yeah, too they... much money not to. And it, it was just <laughs> yeah, too definitely. good of a film not to. Because... Clearly, I mean, the original um, old school 1930s version of the Invisible Man did lead to Invisible Woman, which was this mm-hmm. horrible comedy that didn't make any sense at all to anyone. Um, but this, this could end up being like, you know, it, it could very well be like an antihero situation. Mm-hmm. It could be someone who's going out to punish abusers. It could be her just having lost her mind. She watched yeah. her sister's throat get slit and get blamed for it. She suffered uh, at, at the hands of this tormentor, um, uh, Adrian Griffin, for years. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, to such a degree that she was incarcerated. She was put in an insane asylum. Uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes. Well, the then hospital. for
1: that to be when she finds out that she's pregnant.
0: Yeah. And then now like, she has a fucking kid. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's like she was drugged and raped yeah. by the Invisible Man, and that's how she finds out is after she watched her sister die. Like that's gonna make anybody snap. And
0: then for her to snap so much as to literally murder him. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's next level type rage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I she was too calm and collected for me to believe that that she's just gonna move on and have a positive life. She's fucking nuts job now. Like oh, she... <laughs> well, yeah.
1: She had the fucking suit. Like, yeah. you,
0: don't, you don't take something like that if
1: you're not going to fucking use it.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're going to find her in like, I don't know, sports locker rooms. <laughs> Just watching dudes get undressed. Is that what girls do? Is that what girls dream of? Probably. <laughs> That's got to be right.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll get naked right now for her. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> not much to see.
0: <laughs> I was blown away by this film. Absolutely mm-hmm. blown. The whole time I was watching it, I just had such a great time. The wonderful suspense. And and that opening suspense scene where she kicks the dog bowl and it immediately breaks all the fucking tension in the room and everyone jumps like, oh shit, what? he's going to yeah. fucking wake up.
1: Yeah, everybody kind of collectively shit themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it was
0: so well set up and so well executed. This whole film was just such a, a wonderful success. I, I cannot... I can't say enough good things about it. What was your favorite part of this film?
1: Uh, Definitely the opening scene. Like, you you don't see that very often Mm -hmm. where... I mean, the first basically five minutes of the fucking movie, one word. She checks to see if he's awake. All she says is Adrian. And then all you're doing is watching her (laughs) just creep around this house, knowing that in any fucking second, the slightest noise might wake him up, and then the circle of abuse starts over again. Yeah. Like, that was fucking
0: ballsy and well done it was so good um i I think i want to say the camera work is my favorite Mm i i mean in in almost every scene it's just so brilliant there's places where the camera will lead the actor or actress and just sit in a frame and -hmm. you're forced to think is he standing there like is he watching her right there and then they enter the frame the the actor of the scene and you just don't know you just don't know at all and then that first scene where she dumps the paint on him from the attic and you see him actually for the first time that was like oh shit he's right there he's like in her face holy shit that's like some silence of the lambs type shit Mm -hmm. where he's just like i'm right here you can't see me yeah so doggone good well, one um, thing
1: I really liked about the camera work too, which you don't see often, um, just because of, you know the psychology of uh, photography, like a lot of those scenes where it just holds mm-hmm. the individual that it, I mean, usually Elizabeth Moss is right there in the center. You never see that because the psychology of film is you always have them off center because it builds suspense because you're expecting them to be right here. So why the fuck is this huge gap right here? Mm-hmm um so that was something i really really dug because yeah you you don't see that too often
0: yeah it, it just helped build the suspense <laughs> it was so great um what was your least part uh least favorite part of this film um
1: honestly and this is fucking stupid but taking me back to abusive relationships because it's like some of the shit that she would talk about it's like i could totally fucking relate to that i've been there myself and then it's like oh god now i'm thinking about that person <laughs> fuck <laughs> But I don't know, just all in all, I I fucking love the movie. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah.
0: Um for me, I I wish I didn't know it was gonna what the twists were mm-hmm. beforehand. That that was my only complaint, is that it was it was so glaring to me. It set it up so mm-hmm. clearly in my mind that I was a little bit bummed that I knew everything, even though I truly did enjoy the ride. And so I'm spoiling it for everyone else by doing <laughs> this live spoiler before they've
1: seen it. That's okay. It's opening uh, weekend. We're talking about it. If they yeah. haven't seen it, what the fuck is... What, it's it's your what own goddamn fault. You watch this shit, it's your fault. Yeah. Plain and simple.
0: Um, so that was the only thing. I mean, other than that, I thought the score was great, though I don't think it stood out in my mind. Um, no,
1: no, definitely not.
0: And that's the other part that, that was strange, because there are films where... Uh, I mean, Dr. Sleep, just as an example, had a score that was brilliant, mm-hmm. and it, it just brought you into the film. Um, the Joker, that score mm-hmm. was amazing. It was like its own character right next to the Joker it the was, whole time. Definitely. Um, well, definitely. And then this, I don't, I don't remember any pieces from mm-hmm. it.
1: Well, I think the the problem is they didn't have like their typical person. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think if it would have been Joe Bashara doing it, um, Cause I mean, he's the one that did like all the insidious, uh, he did, I'm pretty sure he's been doing like the conjuring and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Like he has a very distinct sound and he can do full soundscapes with just like two or three noises, um, that you will never forget. And I really think that they would have done that instead of going with, um, shit, I don't remember who it was. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been a
0: big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I didn't miss it. And so it couldn't have been bad. It just blended mm-hmm. in to the scenes, which that's, I guess that's a success when you don't think of it as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but this did have a lot of notes from Hitchcock's playbook in it. As oh, it definitely. Did. And so he led with music. I mean, you think about like just psycho, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, that score makes that movie so much better than it is naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's, it would still, as a as a silent film and no score, would be still amazing.
1: No, I mean, especially because that's the um, school of theory that Hitchcock came from, was yeah. you know, silent films. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, how many banana stickers do you think this film... I will
1: give it a good, solid four banana stickers. Four out of four? Just under... Yeah, four out of four. Just under the premise that I'm probably going to go see it again within the next week. Like, yeah. I really loved it that much.
0: Uh, I'm with you. Four out of four banana stickers. As far as old-school Universal remakes, mm-hmm. this is in the top of my memory of oh, being, yeah. like, the best. Yeah, this
1: feels like the originals yeah. without being anywhere near the originals.
0: Um, okay, so for Rot Gut Podcast, there are no boobies. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, no boobies. Almost. You kind of almost get a glimpse. But it's yeah. I mean, if you want to see your tits that bad, watch fucking Handmaid's
0: Tale. I didn't and the thing is like I never once even got to that place. Usually I do, where I'm like, oh yeah, there's gonna be a shower scene. <laughs> but in, in this I like I was just on the ride, you know, mm-hmm. just really enjoying the whole time. I, I never once thought this could be enhanced by a little bit of like underboob or butt or anything like that. I just love I thought it was great as was. Oh yeah. Um Okay, so for Rusty G, thank you, man. Uh, this is was a scheduled thing for four o'clock because I didn't know when it was going to be going, and that's yeah, why that's my fault. Sorry, guys. no, 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 it's fine. It's just um, that's why we're just this is springing on the channel without people knowing when to expect it. Um, but I do appreciate you tuning in. It is definitely worth seeing with the four banana stickers from both of us rating system. Um, you can't get better than that. No fucking, they're no. banana stickers.
1: Yeah, duh. Everybody likes
0: banana stickers. Alright, is there anything else you wanted to touch on with this film? I think we about covered it. Well, thank you all so much for uh, tuning in to this spoiler review of The Invisible Man. If you want to support the channel, you could always subscribe to it. Sign up to the email list to find out when the next episode is going to be. Cameron and I are going to be getting on here and doing these Satanists on uh, Cinema film reviews whenever we see something that we like, and it does mm-hmm. not necessarily need to be a new film. Uh, we were talking about um, doing Candyman before the film uh, remake yeah. of Candyman comes out, and so look forward to that coming uh, sometime in the future. Uh, but you can also find audio versions of all of our spoiler reviews, or the previous comment film commentaries that I'm you know, slowly putting up on YouTube, but the audio files are all available on my website, reverendcampbell.com. Look for it under Satanists on cinema uh, series. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And until next time, hail Satan. Hail Satan. Now I do want to kind of see her boobs though.
1: Handmaid's Tale. All right. I'm going to have to
0: see it.